I'm your host Cameron Wanless. You can find me on Twitter at Cameron Wanless or on YouTube as C Wanless. Now let's get into the Boost Chelsea podcast. Apologies for the awful audio quality of this bit. This is just recorded literally from my microphone to built, uh, from my computer's built-in microphone. The rest of the podcast is recorded on my norm, on my normal studio microphone. Just wanted to say, stick around till the end of the podcast, and we'll shout out everyone who gives a good review on iTunes. Then, so stay around till then, and you'll get a shout out. Hey there guys and welcome to the Boost Chelsea podcast. Now today I am actually going to be playing FIFA while I'm recording this so you'll probably hear the clicks of uh, my controller while I'm recording this and I really just wanted to get a podcast recorded before I went away on holiday because I'm actually going to America uh, tomorrow or the day after. We're going down to Manchester Airport tomorrow as I'm recording this, and then we are flying on the Wednesday, no, we're flying on the Thursday morning actually, so I just wanted to get this recorded, get this out by the Wednesday before I go down, because I don't want to leave you guys hanging for three, four, five, hang on, when was the last time I made a podcast, let me just check on my phone, it was... It was, if I just open my podcast out, it was on the 25th of September. Wow, that's quite a while ago. So there's been a lot that's happened since then. So I'm just going to go over it uh, Go over it in this podcast. You can probably hear my PS4 whirring in the background because the disc's spinning around inside of it. But there's been a lot that's happened since then. Obviously, we've had two international breaks, I do believe. Since then, uh, was it two or maybe it was one? Obviously, N'Golo Conte has got injured for the first time in three years. N'Golo will unfortunately not be with us for I'm not sure how long. I think it was a hamstring injury, maybe. And also, um, Alvaro Morata's injured. So, they're two negatives that we will actually just have to try and put up with. Apparently Antonio Conte doesn't trust Michy Batshuayi, even after he bagged us that 93rd minute winner at Atletico Madrid. Apparently he still doesn't trust him and he's still refusing to play him. Actually, let me just sort out the cable in my microphone. Right, there we go. And apparently he is refusing to play him, not in a malicious way, just because he doesn't think he has the expertise that a striker at Chelsea needs. So I think that we'll really just end up playing uh, Hazard up front and William and Pedro's the wingers because I think that's our only option unless he is willing to play Batshuayi. In that case, hell yeah, play Batshuayi up front and play Hazard and William or Hazard and Pedro as the wingers because we need a striker. In my opinion, we need an out-and-out striker. Obviously, Antonio Conte would disagree after he played Hazard up front um, against Tottenham. No, it wasn't against Tottenham, it was against Man City, sorry. 
And we all saw how dreadfully that ended. So I really don't think that we should go ahead and do that again because we all saw, we all saw what the results of that were. were. So to go and try and do it again, in my opinion, would be stupid. I just, just move on to a new system, not a new system as such, but move on to something that's going to be not easier, but better, I'd say. There's going to be better for the players that the players won't have to completely adapt to, that the players will be able to play in. Not something that you've never tried with the team and that you have no idea if the team can or cannot play in it. Obviously, I do think that he will have done some training with them, but nowhere near as much training with Hazard as a striker as he would have done with Hazard as a as a winger. So, to be playing that against a team as good as Man City is stupid. That's why we lost the game. We lost the game mainly because of Morata's injury, but secondary or second to that, I'd have said, was because of the system we were playing. It was stupid. And just to touch on the Athletic Madrid game, because I don't think I spoke about the last podcast. I can't even remember when the Athletic Madrid game was. I'm just going to go on on the uh, podcast app and check. Uh, two hat-tricks in two games. No, so on the 25th, when was the Chelsea Atletico game? Let me just check on the Champions League app. I've actually got quite a bad cough at the moment, so <clears throat> you can probably hear it. Uh, and I've got a really bad cold, so that's really not helping recording this podcast. Uh, what, where are the results there? 27th of September, so no, I didn't talk about the game that Michi Bachuay scored, that 93rd minute winner in, <clears throat> which was against Atletico. So I guess I'll talk about it now. We had really dominated Atletico, if we're being honest. Absolute domination throughout the first half, up to around 40 minutes, where we ourselves started to get dominated for the last five minutes. Then David Luiz stupidly gives away a penalty, and Griezmann tucks it home. Obviously, you can count on Griezmann, nine times out of ten, to score a penalty. He's, I think it was straight down the middle, and obviously he keeps it taught to choose a side so Courtois chose a side and if he chose the other side he'd have still been wrong so really just he wasn't safe in it let's be honest and we conceded so that we went in at the break 1-0 down then in the second half an amazing cross from Hazard into Morata I didn't even see it touch his head that's how good of a header it was it did touch his head. He turned his head as it touched his head and guided it into the corner of the net. That was after a few chances, actually, he had with his head. One of them was an amazing save from Oblak. And I was, I myself was quite surprised that Oblak actually saved that. I jumped out my seat thinking that was a goal. And unfortunately, Oblak obviously saved it. Um, so after he scored, obviously, it went back to level terms, so it was 1-1 after Morata put that amazing just glancing header in and we were struggling, we were struggling, we were dominating them but we were struggling to get a goal because they have Godin at the back, 
They have Jimenez at the back. They have Felipe Luiz at the back. They have Juan Fran at the back. They have a solid back line. I would I wouldn't say it's as strong as Chelsea's. Maybe Juan Fran's a bit of a stronger pick than Moses. Obviously not as a right wing back, but in their system, uh Juan Fran would have been a stronger pick than Moses. But they had a really strong back line, is really what I'm getting at. And it was hard to penetrate through that back line and get goals, as you could probably tell by the scoreline. So I think it was it David Luiz, actually. I think it was David Luiz who quite admittedly dived for the free kick that we got that led to the goal. And then it was... Uh, we took the free kick quickly, went to someone, then went to Bakayoko. Bakayoko flicked it onto... Max Alonso, I don't know what the hell Max Alonso was doing on the right hand side, but I'm not complaining, he whipped it into the box, low and hard, and Batshuayi was there, 93rd minute, actually it was past the 93rd minute, it was halfway through the 93rd minute, it was 93.20 something, so arguably the game should have finished, but thank you referee for not blowing your whistle. I guess, so that gives us the three points, and Batshuayi took it home, amazing, absolutely, it was it was the last kick of the game, they didn't even get to kick off, because the referee blew his whistle straight after the goal, so it was just amazing from Batshuayi, not gonna lie, and we got the three points, so just to hear that Conte doesn't trust Batshuayi is quite surprising to me, considering that he managed to do that against such a team. Because uh, Atletico, they're no Stoke City. They're like big news in Europe. They are one of the top teams in the European leagues. So for Batshuayi to be able to do that against a team like Atletico Madrid, but for Conte not to trust him against teams like West Brom is quite surprising. I mean... Sure enough, put him on against West Brom and don't bring him on against Atletico. But the other way around, that's absurd. That is completely absurd. So, I, I just don't get his thinking there. Hazard isn't tall enough. We need some height in our attacking trio of, uh, well, it will be Pedro, uh, William and Hazard, presumably. But we need some height there. That's what Alvaro Morata brought. And that's also what Diego Costa brought. He brought height and he brought strength. Pedro and Hazard last season brought the pace and the creativity. So we need strength slash height. And we also need the creativity. We've got too much creativity and not enough strength slash height. Hazard is amazing. He is quite a strong player. He's not that strong as in physically. But he can hold off opponents. He can... Not really do hold-up play, but do something similar to hold-up play. He can hold up the ball, just not against really strong centre-backs, which, unfortunately, most centre-backs in the league are. Because this is the Premier League. This is no joke. But he, him refusing to put on Batshuayi, my mind, it just, it's just boggled. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me. Batshuayi should be our attacking option, our backup striker. 
That is literally what his job title should be. Backup striker. But Conte is playing him as a super sub. Not even as a backup. So, yeah. It's just not ideal. And obviously, Kante's injured and Morata's injured. So, who will play in the centre of the park? Obviously, we'll play um, Fabregas. Or we could even stick David Luiz in there. Uh, I think David Luiz will do really well in there. And especially with Christensen instead of him in the back three. And another lesson we learned from uh, Man City is that Aspilicueta isn't a wing-back. He really isn't a wing-back. He is a centre-back or a full-back, not a wing-back. And for Antonio Conte to be playing him as a wing-back is also absurd. So, Conte, stop playing Aspi as a wing-back. I like your tactics, but I don't like Aspi as a, ring, as a wing-back. He's amazing as a centre-back, surprisingly, considering his height, but he didn't play well as a wing-back. And even if the rest of the team is doing terribly, in, in the season that we didn't even get Champions League qualification, one of the only players to come out of that season with even a shred of dignity, was Aspilicueta. So even when the rest of the team are doing god-awful, Aspilicueta always has a good game. But as a wing-back, he didn't even have a good game. It was just dreadful. So just play him as a centre-back. The height is compensated for with Louise and Cahill slash Rudiger. So play him as a centre-back, not as a wing-back. That... It's just, even though we had Zappa Costa, and I think Moses was on the bench, if uh, if my memory serves me correctly, so why he was playing Aspie there is just illogical. There's no logic behind it. Your best performance, well, one of your second best performance, should we say, wing back is available to you, and then there's a centre back who used to be a fullback, who has never played as a wingback apart from against championship teams, I think it was. I think we played him as a wingback in the League Cup or FA Cup last season. Why? Conte, why? It's these tactical decisions that are costing us matches. I don't want to see Conte go. I'm not part of that Conte out movement really I was trying to think of a word to describe it but these tactical decisions are costless matches and that's what I don't like about these decisions because costless matches costless points eventually it will end up costing us the league or Champions League qualification or something like that we are looking strong but as it was outlined by a lot of pundits throughout the transfer market we were extremely, extremely lucky last season with injuries. Because if we even had just two injuries, our whole squad would have been demolished. Really? We had no backup for left wing back, apart from Aspilicueta, who I've already said is not a wing back. Uh, we had no backup for centre backs. Well, actually, we had Zuma, to be fair, but he, I don't think he was fully fit last season um, 
also incent oh my god that was a horrible tackle i'm playing fifa right now um also in central midfield we had fabricas but even even when fabricas got sent off um earlier on this season we had no backup so that was one of the main reasons they brought in Drinkwater, because we had no backup there striker we had Batshuayi so we did our backup there winger obviously we could play William on each on either flank really but one or two injuries and our squad would have been demolished this season Conte didn't get many of his preferred signings in this in the transfer market but Again, one or two injuries, or red cards even, will demolish our squad. It's a fact. And we really should be getting in for some players uh, come the January transfer market. Actually, there's a rumour that uh, PSG are putting in a bid for N'Golo Conte for, I think it was £90 million. Or was it Euros? One of the two. But... Price, no, I think it was pounds. Just before this transfer market started, that would have made N'Golo Conte the world's most expensive player. Because I think Bale cost £85 million, but that would have made N'Golo Conte the world's most expensive player. So, just to put that into perspective. And then, obviously, Neymar came about, which just completely ruined the transfer market. Everyone's prices were going up absolutely insane amounts, just ridiculous amounts. So, well, thanks PSG. Actually, come to think of it, how the hell will they keep within financial fair play rules? How? With Neymar, with Mbappe, with, uh, and as rumoured, Kante... How will they keep within financial fair play? And loads of the smaller teams in the league always gone about uh, us for financial fair play. God, mind you, our ethics aren't really that bad, aren't really that good. Sorry, when it comes to youth players, I think it was Charlie Musonda put on Instagram, and actually I've just scored on FIFA. So if I just get it up on my phone, he said. And I quote from chelsea-news.co um, Here I sacrifice and work hard But I get nothing in return I'm done So that's what Charlie Masonda put on his Instagram I checked his Instagram He seems to have removed it There's um, there's a post that's just black with Without a caption And without um, Without um, yeah you can't comment on it that's what I mean without an option to comment and that's probably what the post was he probably took it down or probably got took off or something like that Chelsea probably made him take it down or something but that really gives you an insight into the mind of most of our youth players that's probably what most of our youth players are thinking right now because if let, let me just put it into, in, into perspective right if you're a billionaire, and obviously you're going to want more money, even though you're a billionaire, obviously, because who's going to say no to more money? Um, if you had the chance to invest your money into a youth system that's not guaranteed to work, that could have you losing, well, millions, or you could invest that money, 
or even hundreds of millions, or even billions, depending on uh, how much you put into the youth system. But if you had, if you could invest hundreds of millions into a youth system and get potentially good results, potentially bad results, or if you could just go out and spend all that money on actual on actual good players that have actually proven themselves as good players, which would you do? Because just from shirt sales alone, you will probably make back at least the value of that player. Well, probably not the entire value of the player, but quite near to it, like millions, probably, depending on how big the club is. But you could make loads just off the shirt sales of it. And then you've got, obviously, the merchandise that you could uh, present and everything like that. But would you do that and make a lot of profit off it? Or would you invest it into a new system that could potentially one day pay back? So I, I would probably rather go to the second option, the one that isn't the new system. Um... There's this article here about Max Alonso. It says uh, Max Alonso was this week's interviewee on Chelsea website's regular feature, The Boys Next Door, where a player has picked out the dressing room to reveal all about the habit of their neighbours at the lockers. So Alonso sits between Angolo Conte and Cesar Azpilicueta, so it was hardly a vintage week. The two are more known for their gritty, high-energy performances on the pitch than for their wackiness off the field. Finding out that Aspie goes to the gym before every training uh, day is interesting, if not surprising, and nor is anyone shocked to hear that he's first into the training ground on the morning. So to quote Max Lonzo, Aspie, maybe he should spend less about FIFA. He speaks too much about it. He is mad with FIFA. So, uh, obviously, Aspie also likes FIFA. <laughs> if that's the case, perhaps you should uh, try and get the rest of the team into it. Aspie's card on FIFA is actually quite an insane card, considering he's a centre-back and he's got, like, 80, 80-odd pace. His info's got 81 pace. His uh, normal card's got 79 pace, which is actually quite decent for a centre-back. If you stick a shadow on that, that had actually come out quite well. But I'm not going to go into FIFA on a Chelsea podcast. Um, after the international break, I'm not sure who we've got coming up. If I actually... Hang on, I'm just going to go and get the uh, fixture sheet. So I've actually got it down here. Right, there we go. So... Our upcoming fixtures are, we have Crystal Palace, is that this weekend? Yeah, this weekend we have Crystal Palace away, then we have Watford at home, then Bournemouth away. So we should have, that should be a guaranteed nine points pretty much. So Crystal Palace away, they've lost all of their opening, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches. We've got Watford at home, who got beat, I think, was it? They got beat a lot, like by a considerable amount against um, against uh, Man Man City. That's it. Uh, then we have Bournemouth away, which Bournemouth aren't really too good. I mean, they're a decent team, but nothing compared to Chelsea, really. 
So we shouldn't really be that worried about them. So that should be a decently easy run of fixtures there. And that should be a guaranteed nine points, as I've just said. So we should be getting quite a decent head start in the, when it comes to October. And this team on FIFA is insane. Got Pelé up front, Ronaldo on the left and Messi on the right. Wow. So I don't really know what else to say in this podcast. I'm not uh, sure how long I've been recording for. If I just switch on my monitor to not HDMI 1, to my VGA connection, which is my computer. Uh, We've been going for a good 25 minutes now. So I think I'm just going to end the podcast here. And yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Please do share on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Actually, hang on. I've actually got to give someone a shout out because they did actually give us a five-star review. Um, I'm going to stick something at the start of the podcast and listen to the end to hear the review or something like that. But I actually, I've actually signed up for this service called, what's it called? Where is it? Is it, what section of Gmail is it in? God damn it. Updates. Yeah, my podcast reviews, that's what it's called. So we have a five-star review from 18IV from the USA. So hello to the USA, anyone listening from the USA. Uh, Remember to leave a review, five-star. If you leave a good review on iTunes, we'll give you a shout-out. Oh, God, I just had a voice crack. That's the first time in ages I've had a voice crack. My God. It's because I'm ill. It's because I've got a a cold. Uh, Five-star review in iTunes by 18IV from from the USA on August the 27th. So keep up the good work. Well, thanks for that. Uh, it really does encourage me to just continue making the podcast with great reviews like that and just the feedback. So it really helps keep this going. Thanks uh, again to 18IV. Or is it 1BIV one, one maybe? Maybe the 8 to a B? Uh, if you want to tweet me on Twitter saying how to pronounce it at Cameron Wanless but again thanks the title of his, of his review was nice new Chelsea podcast so thanks for that that really does help other Chelsea fans find the podcast and help other football fans find the, uh, find the podcast so thank you again for that review obviously leave a review like that we'll give you a shout out and share on Twitter share on Facebook share on anything really we are desperate for views. We're not really, but thanks. <laughs> thanks anyway. Um, yeah, this has been episode... I don't even know what episode we're on now. This has been another episode of the Boost Chelsea podcast. I've been T. Wallace, and I'm signing out.